This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I can't be stopped. You are, uh, get out my way. I gotta win. I like I'm not. The one on the top. We've been here before. You know what I did. I'm on my job. I'm doing my thing. I'm flexing on you boys. I do it again. They said whatever. And I don't do talking. You used to score. I'm going in. I can't be stopped. You are, uh, get out my way. I gotta win. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey, what's up? This is Door Bumper Clear presented by our friends at All for Pat. I'm Brett Griffin. Man, we all made it back from Talladega, and we have a lot to cover. We'll discuss the winning and losing moves at the finish of the cup race, if Bubba Wallace aided Joey Logano's wreck, Kyle Busch's contract negotiations, which are now public, and a door bumper clear sponsored car running this weekend at the Monster Mile Dover. Here we go. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors. It's part of the 6 Cup car, the 68 Xfinity this weekend. Had an ARCA car, the 73, but... Uh, Why? I, Why in the f- would you spot ARCA? Never. Why and not? And welcome to Door Pepper Clear. Never will you hey, ever some, hear the words, Brett Griffin spotted an ARCA hey, car this weekend. Trying I to thought see. you were doing the 69. <laughs> So, I, I might well do that one. That sounds like a damn good time. Brett Griffin, spotter for Colleague Racing this past weekend, and a huge race fan of the door bumper clear car that's going to be run at Dover this weekend. Freddie, you is okay? it my turn? Yep, yep. <laughs> Freddie, wake up. What's up? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba uh, Wallace. You had a fast car yesterday. What happened? Uh, I did have a fast car. Um, yeah, my fast car. I also spotted for Landon Castle. To fly. I sound like I smoked three packs of he cigarettes does. last night. Not Freddy. Big Al's <laughs> was a late night last night. Well, Casey, how are you? I need, I need, Casey's filming me for some reason. <laughs> I knew when I saw your tweet. <laughs> I knew today was going to be good. <laughs> I drank two cups of coffee because of you this morning, knowing that you will probably not be functional. So, hey guys, Casey Boat here. Your marketing professional, and of course, we have Jason. producer Jason Schultz. Very excited to go to Dover, capture more content than has ever been captured <laughs> before for a single car NASCAR history. I can't wait to see you in the flag stand. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. So let me warn you, Jason. Dover is a lot different than Vegas. <laughs> not really. Well, uh, there's a casino and yeah. we get drunk. So <gasps> where are you staying, Jason? There's just not as many strip uh, clubs, like right? Thirty minutes south of. Dover. Dover's a lot different than Vegas. Once, You're staying 30 yeah. minutes away. Oh. Which way? South. Well, we'll hold on. We'll, okay. get that, we'll get that changed again. You'll be at the casino <laughs> swear on Tuesday. <laughs> just hold up. <laughs> KJ, do you have any <laughs> All right, well. Shout, shout out to Jason for the Cajun filet biscuit this morning for Bojangles because 
I am slightly hungover. Freddie's very hungover. I'm slightly hungover. And that biscuit, you, I don't know if Bojangles can market it this way, but that biscuit cures Brett, hangover. Brett left like three hours early. He needs his eight I left hours. At yeah, it's like eight we hours. We had our sleep. friend Connor in town from Nutrient Ag, and and we needed to give him the full <laughs> Big Al's experience, and and boy, he got it. Freddie, what did you, what'd you <laughs> eat? Did you have anything good to eat? He ordered 10 wings and didn't pay for them. He just got his food and left. I, I saw the best part about last night. Well, yeah, Connor, <laughs> Connor, ordered, Connor ordered to go food and, and left I'd already before, bought dinner. before it came out. Um, and then the best part about it was, so me and uh, Doug, that was Campbell, was with us. And headache. me and Doug had the same we'll exact right wallet. Yeah, we had the same exact wallet. It looks exactly the same to the point where one of my credit cards ended up in his wallet for six months and he never even knew it. Uh, but last night, so the, they bring the food out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I guess I'll just take Connor's food. I guess John will eat it. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, here's my wallet. Let me, how much is it? Here's 20 bucks. All right, here's 20 bucks. I put the wallet down. I went to go leave. I'm like, oh, shit, my wallet's in my pocket. I just paid, I gave $20 out of Doug's this wallet. This is why you cannot give Freddie a company credit card. <laughs> None of us finished top 10 at Talladega. Let's just skip that. Let's talk about Freddie. <laughs> we got we to get to the bottom of your. <laughs> um. <laughs> We might even want to talk about, uh, you know, Columbia, Columbia. I mean, we can, I'd rather talk about oh. Columbia than Talladega. All right. Well, here we are. Dale well, gave you so much praise pre-race and you were doing so well. I heard Dale then. didn't give me any praise pre-race. Well, I heard no, Clint, Clint, Clint gave you praise, I guess. And Dale said he wouldn't give me any credit. Well, yeah. of course. Yeah. Well, well, I thought you got Dale Jr.'s restricted plate yesterday fast as your car was. <laughs> it was yeah, pretty and then, fast. And then I was trying to get a run and... You were wide open trying to get to us. We couldn't even catch the pack as fast as I thought we could. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Like I don't once either. we got shuffled back there, we like we couldn't get anybody to go with us. We'd go like two rows up and then whoever was Harvick or yeah. somebody would go to the middle. I'm like, okay. Well, we were we were trying <laughs> us and the twenty are racing for the lucky dog in the middle of the big pack at the end. Yeah. So that's not ideal. <laughs> that was not you know, we were both there. I think the twenty got spun out by the eighteen. I don't know if that's no, just uh, talk about it. Yeah, go for it. Um, they were leaving their pit road on their cycle, and I think, I think the eighteen just got into the back of the twenty. No, he didn't no, get in the back side. of them. He got in the front of them. But I don't. So they left pit road, and I don't know. Tricky, I haven't looked it up. Deal. I haven't looked tricky it deal. Yet. So it's sixty twos leaving, eighteens behind him, twenties behind him. But they're all like at each other's quarter essentially, and I don't know that the 20 knew the 62 was up there because like, it's like they kind of met in the middle 20 was blending up as the 18 trying to go around the 62 and they just kind of met and yeah, like true. left rear to right front spun the 20 into the infield or into the inside wall. Really. Oh yeah. I couldn't believe they didn't throw a yellow for that. They were, they were, which they've been pretty leaning on yellows on pit road. Like when the 51 spun, if he would have sat there for another two or three seconds, I think it was a yellow. Yeah. Did Caution you, free final stage for Simon at a plate race the that long of a run to the end since like two thousand four. Of know. course. Of course when we needed the lucky dog, <laughs> it goes caution free. Well, you already had your shot twice. How many times did you speed on pit road yesterday? Was too, you, uh, you too many? You off, um, what what, tell, what tell kind of lights were you telling them to run? Brag, go faster, uh, it, go faster. it wasn't the lights that we were trying to run. We we were look, we were fast on pit road. I mean, we were well, actually. <laughs> we know what I mean. I heard um, it at least two or three times. We were having uh, some issues with the back, you know, bouncing and stuff, and um, it's too hot. I mean, that's all there is. You can't really band aid it. You're too fast. You're too fast. Yeah. What else happened? Did you see Bob on the boulevard? Oh, Bob. my gosh. So Bob claims that he wasn't that drunk, but I don't know if I believe <laughs> him. The last time I seen Bob that drunk was when he was with me and Brett in Dover. 
<laughs> Maybe we'd repeat that this week. Yeah, we gave him picklebacks, didn't we? Picklebacks and tequila, I think. He pulled his shirt up he, at one point of that video. Did you see him? He's got a little rhythm in him. I was surprised. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, a, a good-looking man with hair like that with moves, that's dangerous on the boulevard. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that's dangerous on that boulevard. I think, <laughs> Jason, I am proposing right now that Mike Davis rent an RV on Talladega, not. On, on this Talladega is a, no. Boulevard. And he put it out there for us to stay in all weekend. No, no. I support this. That might already be in the works for the fall. I Who's support us? it. So we probably need two of them. I'm not staying with TJ you guys. will be there. I'm, I have my own. We and need two I, RVs. And I'm not parking near Why you guys. Why two? TJ will stay at Dale's RV. I snore. Oh. <laughs> you, you guys go together. <laughs> I'll get my own. I should be allowed I want to an participate. Airstream. I do want an Airstream. Can we get an Airstream? Yeah, Dale, he's got one. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's probably part next to the. Well, this is already done, man. (laughs) Pretty much. We're taking the Airstream to Talladega. Yeah. I'll pay the cleaning fee. Ah. So, Freddie, you you were on the boulevard? No. No. Is there a crash? I I stayed in Tennessee. I stayed. I commuted back and forth basically from Chattanooga. We went to Nashville and stayed overnight, I think. Brent says, How far is Nashville from the track? I saw it's from the track. It's about three hours from our hotel. It's only about 15 minutes. When did you do this? All weekend. What? We our, stayed an hour away. Our hotel was an hour away oh, from the track. Well, I was going to say, that's not... I was in some A-word. Birmingham. Altala. Gadsden. We were in Gadsden, yeah. Alabama. We yeah. were in a town north of Gadsden, Altala. It was something. 1987 when we got there. Like, as soon as we crossed the state the line, or the town line, I, I was in Back to the Future. Nothing, there was, it was 1987. All right, well... Brett, I'm not saying this to compliment you because you're not right in this situation. Oh, this is going to be good. But no, not, no. I will admit Austin Dillon did cheer for the three car on Saturday. Oh. Twice. He said, come on. I wouldn't say that's cheering. I think that it's obvious. Come on three. It's obvious that you want the three car to win for multiple reasons. Part-time, Jeffrey and Hurt got the poll. I think there's a few other reasons i'm not saying you're right but i do i do think that in this instance you had a valid point okay well i'm gonna say this i don't think austin Dillon is wrong for cheering for his car to win i think it's wrong that fox sports put him in the booth and put him in that position to cheer for his car to win you cannot have a broadcaster an analyst biased during a broadcast during a sporting event are scheduled way earlier so he probably they probably didn't know and i don't think that would have made a difference But if it was the two or the 21 he's probably essentially doing the same thing well i'm not saying you're right i'm just saying that it i'm I'm saying i'm right okay and i'm saying fox sports (laughs) has a problem and they need to stop hiring people that have a bias all right whatever you say whatever you say whatever you say whatever i say now, so. Yeah, let's not go too far here. So it's finally Dover Race Week. Woo-hoo. We finally get to see the Dover Clear car on track. What do we have going on here? It's a very exciting weekend to see that car on track, especially when it wins a race and then uh, maybe fails tech. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> After <laughs> Freddie sits on the hood, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so we're going up to Dover. Dirty Mo Media going to do plenty of content from Dover Friday and Saturday. Look out for some content all weekend long. What's going on? Who's going with you? You going solo? I'm going with Ben, okay. assistant producer. That right. kid over there? Yeah, the kid over that there. Kid, that kid, TJ Label. Hey, so who's that kid over there? That's Ben, TJ. That guy? 
Ben's going with. He's gonna he's gonna get on the camera and we're gonna record some awesome videos. Are y'all driving to some up or flying up? Uh, flying up. Oh wow! I, I would have thought Davis's tight ass had you driving up. Well, he hasn't seen like Where are you guys staying? Baltimore? <laughs> yeah, New York actually. <laughs> I drove one time and when I crossed that bridge, I was scared. I can't drive to Dover. I get scared crossing that bridge. I don't do bridges well. Oh, it is awful. Awful. I didn't know this about Brent. We went over that bridge in San Francisco, and he about yanked the wheel out of my hand. <laughs> What's that going to help? I don't like bridges. I mean, you can get to shore from there. Yeah, real quick. What? What's worse, that bridge or that tunnel? And uh, wasn't there a tunnel? Give me a bridge. To, uh, I can't fall Chesapeake. off a tunnel. Yeah, the chest. Isn't there one under the Chesapeake That's Bay? That's the same thing. It's like a bridge into a yeah, tunnel. I would much rather be on top of the water than underneath the water. Nah. I'm really? Good. Nah, I'm good. If you're in that tunnel... Yeah. And that thing starts filling up with water. What are you doing? Long. Why are we talking about this right now? What? Because we're talking about Dover and All right, how, how else, great Justin Algar is going to be Dover. this weekend. Yeah, what there's else do we have going on in Dover? Yeah, so follow along on Dirty Mo Media all weekend long for all of our content. We'll be posting stuff from track Friday and Saturday. The Xfinity race is Saturday yeah. at one thirty. Cheer on the number 7 DBC car. Make sure he beats the number 10, the number yo, uh, yo. 11, and the number 68. Bring your neck pillow for he the beats flight. He us, he better win. It's been easy to beat the number 11. We've been in a slump. I mean, how many times are you going to wreck that kid this year? A lot. <laughs> what track were you in? Which one? Every one of oh, them. Oh, you were in like. one on the backstretch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell them what else we're doing in Dover. We're doing an appearance for the racetrack. We are. 12, 15, and 1 o'clock on Sunday before the cup race. We've done this before. We're going to be at the trackside access stage. Uh, which is a pre-race stage on the front stretch. You can't miss it. It's this gigantic stage in the middle of this grassy knoll across from the big-ass monster Well, statue. I think it's on the front stretch. Yeah, this is on the front it's stretch. It's not the same place as last time. That's why it says the pre-race stage on the front stretch. But you're already right. Oh, so we're doing it inside the racetrack? Well, it's going to be on the front <laughs> stretch. I don't know how much hard, how much trouble oh. you're having reading, but it says they right have, here. They usually put a stage out prior I didn't know we were that big of a deal. <laughs> well, you're not. Front and center. <laughs> People are going to leave after we're done. They're not even going to stay for the race. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> DJ's like, um, I see here you can buy a ticket to, to the get, trackside, to access, trackside stage, access stage. Get front row to be able to. Do we know where they Freddy buy the tickets? Uh, probably DoverMotorSpeedway.com. DoverMotorSpeedway.com. I don't work for the track. I'm just taking a so guess So they can there. be in the stands watching or they can actually buy a ticket and come down there with us. They can get on the stage with us. That's up to you. I don't care. I'm down for whatever. If you find Freddie's Costco car, please bring it to Dover <laughs> oh. on the front stretch stage. <laughs> it is Dover. Ooh, I can't be. wait for that. I've never been this excited to go. I'll to be Dover. worried about Freddie being there. Jason, can you uh, can you get to the casino from where you're staying? No, uh, we could probably park by the casino. Well, they got to take another flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we? We didn't maybe really gamble could, in Vegas. Maybe they could we in Dover. Well, it's going to be a fun weekend in Dover. It's and, always a fun weekend. Maybe TJ Dover. can stay on the lead lap for this race. Well, Doubtful. I, uh, yeah, I mean, let's just try to get to pit road. <laughs> um, you know, we, we're we going to work on that. Well, yeah. luckily, Justin's track record at, at Dover is exceptional. Solid. So I would love to be shotgunning a beer in Victory Lane when that one's over. If he wins, you all have to come to Victory Lane. Well, I'm coming. Okay. Brett, you have to come to Victory Lane if you want. I'm, I'm down. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm We're going to be on the down. roof. Yeah. The three of us are going up there. Well, TJ probably won't show up, but the two of us will be up there shotgunning beers. Okay. Take a video. 
Yeah, we got to take some pictures. I'll, I'll with video. It. It. We got we got to take a picture with with us by the car. We got to yeah. lay on the hood in the in like in our silhouettes. Will you, you know? be a, like, Will you be allowed to go to pre race and like stand next to Justin as if you guys are you know? Oh, are you going to stand next to him for the anthem and get back to the <laughs> yeah. roof? Do you think he'll sign my shirt? Do you uh, think? Do you think we have enough time to stand next to Justin for the national anthem and get to the roof? Yes, yes. it's yes. five minutes after we can make. As it. long as they get that gate, hold the open, elevator. We need that yeah. gate open. It's That'd be probably, great if they look. They it's already closed by that Well, point. Steve Phelps came yeah. to the roof yesterday and shook everybody's hand. So I feel like he and I are now friends. Obviously, and I'll just reach out. I'll reach out to Steve and and let him know that we want him to keep the crossover gate open, okay. so that after we're done with with driver intros and all those things. We can stand there for the anthem, and then we'll cross the racetrack. Maybe we just walk across the stage with Justin. Yeah, we'll walk across the stage with holding Justin. hands, and then, and then we don't have, we can leave for the anthem as if you're we'll his carry, children. We'll carry Justin yes, across the stage. We'll carry Justin on our like just oh, yes, like a, like a baby. This I'm is, so sorry, y'all. Justin. Just keep going. So I'm sorry, <laughs> TJ. You're helping too. I mean, I'm, I just what is the next idea? <laughs> Well, I'll come up with something. I'm you sure you guys better send tons of pictures. If you meet any of these guys, please send me a picture. I will be in Savannah for Chad's birthday, so I'll miss I it. I think he should be but on your shoulders. Send pictures. I think you should give each of us a piggyback ride across oh my the gosh. stage. Okay, <laughs> come get each one <laughs> of us over. We have some <laughs> even more exciting things coming up with Dirty Mo Media. Uh, Brett, what what's going on in Charlotte? We've got the freaking exclusive. VIP, the Dirty Mo Ultimate, ultimate experience. Yeah, the Ultimate. It's the Ultimate, ultimate experience, experience in Charlotte. And I'm telling y'all right now, if you don't listen to anything else I say ever, you better hurry up and buy your tickets because they're going to sell out this week. The Coca-Cola 600, May 29th, luxury suite, unlimited beer, reserve parking. I love the parking. couple shots of Fireball. All you can I, eat food. Which I did. I, I Last night, I kept saying, who is ordering all these damn shots? And they were like, it's your friend Freddie. I was like, oh, okay, great. That's well, that true. explains a lot about I ordered the, the first state one. today. But it's been, obviously, we're going to be in there hanging out. Yep. Uh, Jordan Taylor still coming, I assume. Some new um, perks, too. Yeah, I've seen some new perks. I've seen Davis is offering, excuse me, I had to clear my throat for the 400th time. Sounds like TJ. <clears throat> uh, a shop tour, right? A shop tour, JRM, anybody? Is this anybody that wants to do this that's got a ticket? Yeah, all the sweet experience ticket buyers. If you're in town before Sunday's race, as you want to come up JRM, we'll announce, we'll have a couple different uh, times to do it. So we'll, we'll let you guys know about that. But if you still, if you're going to be in town, it'd be awesome to come up for a tour. I know that. Uh, One-on-one meet and greet. I'll come with to the Mike, tour too if I can. Mike Davis. And Mike there's Davis. another guy over there named Jonathan Davis that if you talk to him for five minutes, you'll, you'll, want to leave but not, we should get Jonathan to <laughs> do the tour honestly I was going to say if, if you guys could do the tour I can't do the tour I don't got, know anything about racing practice I think um, and then JRM fan days Thursday of race weekend too so if you're in town early and you're come to the suite like anyone come fan day but especially if you're coming to the suite come say hey on fan day if you're listening you better hurry and buy it hurry up alright go buy your tickets now at dirtymomedia.com they're almost gone so get them while they're here before we head into spot on, spot off, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPat. When you decide it's time to sell your home and make a move, it can be an exciting and hectic time at the same time in your life. Brett, that's why there's only one choice when it comes to buying and selling your home. Do it with our friends at OfferPat. They take the hassle out of the moving process. First off, it is so easy to get your home on the market with OfferPat. Log on to OfferPad.com. And fill out the form about your home. It will take you less than five minutes to request a cash 
offer. Cash, baby. We love cash. It's so easy after you log on. You just answer a few basic questions about your home. You submit it, and a cash offer will be on the way in less than 24 hours. I can confirm. I've done it. The cash offer is free with no obligation to sell. But once you receive it, I'm sure you'll be ready to sell. And good news, that decision comes with perks, TJ. You can sell without listing. There are no showings, and you can pick your own closing day and a free local move by Brett and Freddie. Plus, the option for a three-day extended stay. Man, extended stay, that's awesome. There are a lot of awesome perks. OfferPad has housing markets all across the United States. Birmingham, man, they're in Birmingham, near Talladega, where we just raced uh, this past weekend at Talladega. If you're looking to make a move in an OfferPad market, use OfferPad and tell them you heard about them on your favorite podcast, this one. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Oh, here we f***ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off. First topic, TJ, Spot On, Spot Off. Eric Jones moved to attempt to block Kyle Larson in the tri-oval. Let's Ross Chastain go by on the bottom and route to victory. I am spot off because I don't think you ever leave the bottom at a plate race coming to the line. If they get you, they get you, but I don't think you leave the bottom. Yeah, I mean, he got too far out, essentially, is what happened. When he got off a of turn four, he was clear by three or four car lengths, and you're, you're, almost, you're essentially a sitting duck. So what you need to do in that situation, in my opinion, I agree with TJ, is normally the guys on the bottom are pinned to the bottom. They are st- you know, they're stuck in line. Somebody is stuck down there. There's going to be guys that can move around behind you, but there's going to be somebody stuck down there that's forced to help you, and you just got to kind of pin them down there and force them to help. And when he started moving around is when he got himself in trouble. Like, if he stays on the bottom, look at look at the one. The one literally didn't do anything. The whole line just cleared out in front of him, and he just continued on straight ahead and, and won the race. Uh, but essentially, the biggest fault that Eric Jones had there was just getting himself too far out in front and, and putting himself on an island and becoming kind of a sitting duck there. I'm, I'm spot on because I think he knew he was what Freddie said he was. He was sitting duck, and he wasn't going to win the race unless he tried something. And he tried it, and it didn't work. And, I mean, he, he made a lot of moves throughout the race. Um, he was he was kind of the modern-day Jamie McMurray in terms of being willing to switch lines, take chances, try to make a lot of things happen. You know, found himself up front a lot, and uh, I'm sure they have an extreme case of heartburn this morning. I'd say so. Next one. The big one happens on a restart when contact with Bubba Wallace sent Joey Logano out of control, and Bubba says, I barely touched him. Freddie. I mean, I'm with Logano. I blame Truex. <laughs> um, I don't, you know, it's just uh, like, listen, in my opinion, obviously I'm swayed towards Bubba a little bit, but we're, <laughs> we're doing what you're supposed to do to get your line rolling. We're all pushing each other. Normally we don't see these kind of wrecks on restarts. It was just an accordion effect that just Joey got spit out of, um, you know, when you get a line rolling on a restart, the only way you get your line rolling is push 
the guy in front of you. Like, that's the only way to get your line to be better than the other line because everybody's trying to do the same thing. Now, the, the 19 got out a little bit and kind of dragged back to the 43. And once that 43 kind of got attached to the 19, it started that accordion kind of snake effect. And Joey got offset a little bit to, to Eric's left. We were still pushing him. You know, I, we, I was telling him tight, but, you know, that I, he knew that we were all tight together there. But you, you have to push there. You have to get that line rolling. And unfortunately for Joey, he was just the odd man out, got spit out of the pack. You know, I don't know. I wouldn't have done anything differently. I, don't, I wouldn't have told Bubba to do anything differently. I thought we were doing what we were supposed to do. And it just the way it lined up, Joey got wrecked. Right. I'm just spot off for how hard it was to make that outside line work yesterday. And I think what Freddie's describing is guys had to be super aggressive on the top line to make it work or it faded really quickly. And and when, when you see that happening, uh, we, when we would watch the front two cars get tandem on that outside line, they could pull that outside line. But if they both got clear of the leader and they both got down – it just completely wiped out that outside line. So on those restarts, when you're leading up to a scenario where green flag pit stops are coming or the end of a stage is coming, these guys were super, super aggressive. And Joey just got the short end of a stick, but we've seen him get the, the long end of the stick plenty of times. So um, it is what it is, man. Just a, a, a product of this particular style of racing. And I, th- I don't think Joey blamed it. You know, Joey seemed like his interview was like, it, it is what it is. You know, that's just how we, that's how we have to go right now. And I'm the one that was on the wrong end of it. I am spot off. Because Freddie did not give enough info um, in front of Bubba. Yeah, I, I so. hear that's, that's a trend right now. Um, I mean, all you got to do is listen to my audio. It's available anytime you, know, you listen. I'm kind of spot off because Restart... It's far back, like what you about five, six cars back. We're third in line. Third in line. Yeah. I mean, there, you They're can't. Off, fourth in line. That's just when once you get back there that far, you can't really, you can't really tandem with anybody or push. You, that's when the that's when wrecks happen. And I mean, I've been on, I've been on with cars that have done the same thing, but it's just a tough spot to if, be in, and you got you want to stay close. You have to, but. Let me ask you a question: If the lines are even and you're spotting, very good plate spotter, accomplished plate spotter, where are you looking to? for the runs to come from? Is it the front two or is it how tight the third and fourth guys are? Uh, most of the time the runs on restart start with who's in front of your row, the first two cars. If they get off good and get tandem up with each other, that's what pulls the line better than anything. Yeah, but I'm just saying like if the whole, if, you, if you're if you spotting that situation, you go, the bottom line split up a little bit, our top four locked together, which line's going to go? The, t- the tighter ones, yeah. Yeah. But that, you can't, when I say tight though, being that far back, you bumper to bumper is probably going to cause a wreck. In, I mean, if I you mean, get three cars was, that are... When was the last time we had a restart wreck? <laughs> I don't remember one ever. I don't know. Yesterday? <laughs> Yesterday. So, yeah, either either way, three cars locked together is going to be a wreck. No matter if you're... I mean, the guy, usually in the middle, the guy in the middle usually gets the worst end of it. So... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But on a similar topic, Chase Briscoe's quote on getting runs at Talladega versus Daytona. Spot on, spot off. And Jason, you want to read that? 
Chase Briscoe said after his wreck, I felt like the cars were way more stable than Daytona, so you could get way more aggressive. It was weird. You couldn't build runs. I was hitting the rev limiter anytime I had a run at all. Right. He's not lying. Uh, I saw a lot of guys down the backstretch just freaking cream the car in front of them, and it just picked them right up, and they just kept going. And Typically, that will turn a guy hard right and and create a wreck. So I was was amazed. I thought we would see more three-wide. I thought we would see more opportunities to make moves, and, and it was tough. I mean, it took a lot to make anything other than the bottom work yesterday. Typically, we see those guys you know, with the, with the old style cars, you know, fight for the top and end up, you know, single file up against the top when they decide during that point of the race, it is safer to ride versus race. And yesterday it was opposite. We fought for the bottom. And once you saw that outside line dissipating, whether it be that Austin Cindric is leading it, who has a little bit of nose damage um, or whatever that may be, you were screwed. Well, I mean, once that outside line went away, it went completely away. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I hate to say this, man. I love Talladega. Um, that race at the end became a game of chance over a game of skill, and it's because of the way the cars raced. I was not impressed with that package at that racetrack, and I thought it was going to be a 10 out of 10, and for me, it was not. Ready? Yeah, I mean, I think we saw a very similar race in Daytona. We didn't see a lot of three wide in Daytona, and it was essentially your line moved when the top two guys in your line got tandem. That was the only way you were going to do it. Um, you know, there was credit to my guys, the 2311 guys, my car could do just about anything that we needed to do yesterday. It was so fast. We could pull a line. We could push a line. I We could get to anybody's bumper anytime we wanted to. It seemed like, you know, our car was a missile yesterday and it sucks because it's destroyed right now. But, um, yeah, we could, we, you could, I did most of my spotting when we were leading them top lines of just doing everything I could to back us up. And, and Bubba was running at times like 60% throttle, which means, you know, he's lifting 40% off the throttle. He's still got about half the throttle down just to con- keep that guy behind us connected to where that would shove our line. And and once we shove our line, it's dragging everybody with us. But literally the only way I saw yesterday to get a run going was the guys in your line had to get hooked up, had to get tandem. And then that would move your line forward. I know I kept, we were, we were working on not going to the bottom because I felt like, if you went to the bottom, you were going to continue to get leapfrogged. Like it would fade. If everybody went to the bottom, it would fade for a little bit, except for when the two got up there because two had damage. But, you know, the, they would fade a little bit. Then they would come back. And I was worried that you're just going to continue to get leapfrogged by the top line. So we kind of just tried to keep pulling the top around. Uh, but like I said, I, you know, obviously it was a little different for me because our car was so good yesterday. Our guys brought one hell of a race car to the racetrack yesterday. But yeah, I could definitely see it. I, I felt the same way about the Xfinity race for some reason. I felt like the runs were different in the Xfinity race too, but you know, it was, it was a different weekend at Talladega for sure. The Xfinity cars were definitely way more stalled than they normally are. It was, it was nowhere near the race that it typically is there. TJ, do you think it was like what Briscoe said, different yeah. than Daytona? Yeah, it was definitely different Daytona, but you had different variations in Daytona than you did here. You had cars that were super fast by themselves and set up more for just raw speed. And that creates different runs different type of runs now when everybody's kind of switching to the same way now we're all you know everybody's the same like chase says everyone's got everyone drives better because they saw what happened in the 500 with the good handling cars they weren't fast by themselves but they were hard to beat in the race despite so, daytona and talladega being similar in quote plate style racetracks obviously cup cars aren't on plates anymore they're completely different 
Daytona is more narrow. Daytona yeah. tires can wear. Daytona, if it's hot, handling will come into play. Big time. Talladega, none of those things happen. It's super yeah. wide, no tire wear. We were actually pretty loose, and Brad, we couldn't really make a lot of moves in the beginning because we were we were unstable quite a bit. But there, it's it's weird to say this, but Daytona and Talladega are two completely different. Completely different. Like they're super seaways, but they have way different characteristics. Spot on, spot off. Ford switching up their pit strategy. TJ. Spot on. I mean, I, try something. Do whatever you... I mean, I don't make any of the decisions. And half the time, we weren't even um, lying. Really, we were on a different agenda than <laughs> most everyone was for majority of that race. Uh, you know, trying to be worrying about who... Trying to stay with the pack so we can get laps back. Um, but yeah, I mean... I don't, I, I'm a hundred thousand percent spot off. I, I, this was one of my wooden idiot contenders. Like Ford has literally controlled. I feel like every plate race we've been at for the last five years. And it's because they all work together. And all of a sudden yesterday they split the strategy. I don't, how many Fords are in that race? Like 12, maybe 14, something like that. They split, they, they pit six and six or seven and seven, whatever it was. I don't know the thought process of it because at plate races, it's essentially every time strength in numbers. The more cars you have in your pack, the faster your pack's going to be. So whoever thought up the idea to split your pack in half, what what are you doing? I don't understand. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, this guy, this was great. I mean, yeah. all it takes is all it takes is one mistake. You know, like okay, say it was six and six. If one guy slides his tires and has to take four tires when everybody's taking fuel only, or one guy speeds on pit road, you've just ruined your pack. If you've got, or when, when TJ sped on pit road, I should say, um, you know, you've just taken your number of six down to four. And it's just the idea of it is keeping as many cars together as possible, because when you blend off, you need as many cars You're as possible pack, together, yeah. you know? So, and that's what gets your pack rolling to, to jump the next guys at pit or, or, Get them guys behind you. I but. didn't even know where I was pitting yesterday because my channel too. When we were getting ready oh. to do pit stops, it didn't work well, because all of us are talking. We're all on channel one and we're on channel two, communicating with our teams and our drivers. And therefore, when they would tell, I would say, "Are we pitting?" I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, awesome. you sound like Donald are Duck. we? Yeah. Are we going to pit this time? I need a yes or no. I need one word. Stop trying to talk. So maybe I can hear this one word. I and know. I finally was like, Justin, I don't know what the. They're saying pit. Like, just, my I just call it. My favorite was. And, and it's not the crew chief's fault. It's, it's, we can't not hear. I mean, how many times did you hear NASCAR say yellow yesterday? Never. One out of 10. I heard, I actually heard NASCAR okay, but every, everything else, I Channel couldn't, two I, was didn't awful. Hear, I couldn't hear Brad in the car most of the time. Um, Channel two, we didn't even use Channel two basically because it was the same thing. And, was it because of like the size of the Every track? time I'd hear some of that, I'd just like, because we have so many radios putting out so much data. That if is you a, will, that is a tight spot. It clogs it up. It clogs the airwaves and we can't hear anything. It, and it's, it's our own fault because we're the ones wearing four radios like a bunch it, of idiots. It doesn't hurt that we have 400 other antennas right behind us and everything. That doesn't that's help the, us. That's the problem. That is the problem because Kevin, I got a text from Kevin Hughes that from our racing electronics. Well, the radio company is not going to blame the radios. They're going to blame the antennas. No. Well, well, it's not. We've, really all, we've NASCAR, always had antennas up no, there. No, but there was a problem yesterday. There was a problem with antennas because NASCAR unplugged one on Saturday and it fixed a lot of the problems. Like there was an antenna up there that was, well, I don't know what it was for, but they unplugged it and it fixed a lot of their issues. So there was something to do with it. I mean, and there's a lot of antennas and it's a tighter space than, than we normally have. I told Berman and Daytona when he was trying to figure out what to do to help us. And I said, Berman, let me tell you something. When we all wore one radio, one radio, we didn't have a problem. The more radios we've added as spotters, we've created this problem. 
I do agree with 80 frequencies. There are almost 80, almost 80 channels being broadcast, you know, or in one area like that. And, and 40 guys trying to pick up the NASCAR channel. It does, but you put all that there too. And you put all the other stuff that's coming out it's just there. Dirty. It's one, everything's in one little bubble. And there's no other environment probably in America that does that. No, not that many. No, not that many frequencies. No. But no, Ford, obviously I had success with Ford. Um, when I was with Stuart Haas Racing, and we at Stuart Haas Racing kind of started the whole, we're going to stick together as a four-car team, screw what everybody else does, whoever's well, in the front. That was really easy when you were half a second faster than everybody who's, else. Who's ever in the, yeah, but we, we conceded. We basically said whoever's in the front is going to stay in front. Whoever's second is going to stay second. And then, obviously, Chevrolet have made this massive plan the following plate race, and everybody's just jumped on. And I can't tell you how many – Zoom calls they tried to have this this past week about strategy for Talladega. And when you get two to go, none of that matters if there's not this big alliance and plan. So, um, but no, man, if I'm Ford, I don't really understand why they want to split the, the pit up either. Continuing on the topic of strategy, Hendrick Motorsports' decision to switch their super speedway strategy from focusing on qualifying setup to race setup. Yeah, Brett, you already want to talk about this. So. Yeah, go for it. TJ, how important is qualifying at Talladega? <laughs> Jason has to play this whole thing. Again. I mean, it doesn't have as much emphasis as other. It doesn't f- matter at all. It doesn't matter at all. Let me ask you this question: <laughs> What ma- time? What time bit. did your team plane, your Cup team plane, land on Friday? I don't remember. Eleven a.m. is when yeah. mine landed. What yeah, time? Roughly. Roughly. About eleven. Yeah. What uh, between eleven a.m. on Friday? And the time that the race started on Sunday, it's 51 hours later. How many laps did your cup team run? Uh, two, one. One time one, lap. Yeah. That's ridiculous. To, to have 1,000 people go down there for 51 hours to run one lap and qualify, when qualifying doesn't even matter, that's a joke. This is, this is almost as bad as the Bristol Dirt schedule was. For the teams, and people were like, boo-hoo, cry me a river. You're in Talladega. Yeah, I'm in Talladega, and I don't have to be. Because we're running one freaking lap. So I am spot on for what Hendrick Motorsports is doing here. Qualifying does not matter at these plate tracks. You're going to have some comers. You're going to have some goers. I was running fifth or sixth in line, and and Bubba Wallace and Denny Hamlin, lap seven, said, we're getting the heck out of here. So it didn't matter where they qualified at that point. They bailed. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm spot on for what Hendrick's doing. I'm spot off for that NASCAR Cup Series schedule. That's ridiculous. Um, I, I mean, it was clear that it paid dividends. I, I felt like in years past, you know, it, it's gotten a little better. Obviously, William won last year, I think, Daytona. Um, but when they qualified on the pole, they were very high risk to wreck, I felt like, a lot. Like, they oh, would remember spin Dope out. Remember that year? They would spin out Ooh. off a of four at Daytona, it felt like, every year, no matter, you know, when they were fast unqualifying. And then yesterday, they they controlled a majority of the race. The, the five to 24 and the nine – pulled that bottom line for as long as I can remember. And they all were together all race and kind of worked together. And, and like we talk about teams working together, they controlled a lot of that race yesterday. And it was because of the drivability was their car was a lot better and they could push more. You know, the biggest thing is when you have speed like that, you're, you're kind of giving up some drivability. You're kind of giving up a little, you know, your car's a little more on edge. So maybe you can't push as, as hard as some of the other guys. So yesterday you could see they were able to you know, when we were trying to tan in the top they were able to tan in the bottom just as well and 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 keep that lane rolling so i think obviously it was a smart idea it obviously paid dividends and i would assume that they'll continue that in that, in that direction moving forward uh yeah it was definitely obvious well, you know when you look at the rundown 
you can tell, you know, when you look at the qualifying at a plate race, you, I basically just look at it, see what, what groups are doing what. I mean, you can, you see, you know, what the Fords are doing, what Toyotas are doing, what Chevy's doing. You can kind of tell what they're doing by the speed of the car. Um, and it was definitely obvious there. And it definitely, you know, they were there. They were definitely on a different game plan. So now it's a question on who goes back and says, well, my car needs just a little bit more speed. And then you try to put a little more speed into it. And then it doesn't drive as good. And then where does this end up? So, and Daytona is going to be hot, slick. Um, it's going to be a night race, but still, I mean, it's going to, it's Daytona. So it's got, it's a narrower track. You're going to want more downforce than be trimmed out of Daytona for sure. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're going to want to handle. So it's going to be interesting to go back and, but I'm, I'm spot on for seeing people switch strategies up and that's what makes it good. Kyle Bush on his contract negotiations with Joe Gibbs racing. Um, Saturday at Talladega, Kyle was asked during his media sessions about his contract talks. The first question was, or the question was, when would he like to have his future settled? Kyle said yesterday. Asked, is he getting antsy about it? He said, I'm not getting antsy about it. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Goodbye. And then asked, goodbye is an option. And Kyle said, ask Joe Gibbs. Brett, spot on, spot off. Oh, boy. This is right up Brett's alley here. Um, I am spot off for the way he handled this situation. Um, M&M's has invested hundreds of millions of dollars into Kyle Busch. They have supported Kyle Busch. They have made him worth tens of millions of dollars. They have afforded him the opportunity to be at Joe Gibbs Racing. Toyota has offered Kyle Busch Motorsports as a truck team owner a gigantic opportunity to own a race team, a multiple truck race team. Um, and obviously, Toyota reaps benefits of that as well. But once again, uh, they have off- offered him that opportunity to be a successful truck series team owner. And I felt like his remarks were negative and terrible toward Joe Gibbs, Joe Gibbs Racing, and every sponsor he's ever had while he's been there. I felt like they were terrible remarks for Toyota Racing, who has backed him since he lost his job at Hendrick Motorsports years and years ago. Um, These guys picked him up, offered him a gigantic contract to come drive for them. He's won two championships, a lot of races, and I did not detect any gratitude toward any of that with what he had to say. Who can afford to hire Kyle Busch other than Joe Gibbs Racing? Stuart Haas Racing is probably... The only team really looking at Kyle Busch and saying, hmm, I might want Kyle Busch to come drive here. I don't think he fits the Penske mold. TJ, do you? You you spent a lot of time at Penske. That would be interesting. I don't think he's going to go back to Hendrick, Freddie. Do you? There's only a few teams out there that could realistically afford Kyle Busch. There's only a few teams out there that would give Kyle Busch an opportunity to win. And when he doesn't win, he acts like a little baby. So when I look at these comments, Jason, is it funny? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, Maybe that's what he was shooting for. Is it acting like a a, a kid? Yeah, it is. And I am a 10 out of 10 frustrated man. Thank God I don't manage this guy because I would have lost my on him if if I manage this guy. I have to give a shout out to Toyota and Joe Gibbs because I feel like they handled it appropriately with their responses. But I, I 
do want to add on your point around like where he would potentially go. Adam Stern just tweeted that JGR has appeared to be close to a deal over the past four weeks, as sources indicated, and they just need one or two more approvals for Kyle to stay. So it sounds like. I mean, these comments sound to me like Kyle is trying to force somebody's hand. You yeah. know, this is this is Kyle like, you know, just I, 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 I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm willing to leave or whatever. You know, this is him to me, like you said, and essentially and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Brett. If JGR doesn't sign a high dollar sponsor, they cannot afford to keep Kyle Bush. I don't think that's I mean, when you look at JGR sponsorship, very similar to what Hendrick was, you know, when 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 Hendrick Motorsports had Dale Jr., Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, and Casey Kane, you're talking about over a hundred million dollars in sponsorship that year coming in the door, right? Then that allows you to be able to pay big money to the drivers and 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 so forth, right? So when you look at Hendrick Motorsports started losing sponsors. Lowe's went away. You know, sponsors start dropping. Guess what else starts dropping? Driver salaries. You replace a Jimmy Johnson with an Alex Bowman, who probably made a tenth of what Jimmy Johnson made. So can they afford to pay Kyle Busch this massive contract with no sponsor? They actually can't. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there's not many people that can afford to pay him. The, the big question for me is, and, and, I, and I'll go back to another scenario that we had happen in racing. Uh, Carl Edwards was being heavily courted to leave Ford and to leave Roush. And Jack could not afford to pay Kyle, I'm sorry, Carl, what Carl wanted to make and what he was being offered to go to other teams. Joe Gibbs Racing has a reputation in our sport to pay more than other race teams. No matter if you're a crew guy, if you're a truck driver, if you're a pit crew guy, if you're a driver, they have a reputation of paying premium dollar. Well, Jack Roush basically said, I'm not paying that, and he didn't. Ford stepped up and gave Carl a substantial amount of stock is what the rumor was. Maybe it's not true, but it was rumored that he got a substantial amount of Ford stock to stay with Ford. I look at Kyle the same way. If Joe Gibbs can't afford to keep Kyle Busch, how can they keep him? Well, it's with a Toyota intervention who also has a lot of, obviously, riding on his truck series development program, too. So, but can, can Joe Gibbs Racing afford to pay him a massive contract with M&M's exiting the sport, who I would consider to be a $20 million-plus sponsor? No, they can't. And, and you bring up a good point with the manufacturers, too, because, listen, Ford's going to play a big role in this if, if they're trying to court Kyle Busch at Stuart Haas Racing. Obviously, Gene can pay anybody any amount of money he wants, but Ford will also play a big part in it. And there's rumors that, you know, Stuart Haas was, I don't think it was a secret that Stuart Haas was after Kyle Larson when Kyle Larson's a free agent. And with everything that went on, Ford, the rumor is Ford kind of didn't want to sign off on that, you know, and, and then that, and he was already kind of, we had kind of heard that he was already kind of committed to, to Hendrick to begin with. But, you know, if, if Ford would have stepped up in a bigger way, maybe, you know, maybe they had got Kyle Larson over there. Maybe this is the, the, the turnabout for that to maybe, all right, you know, we'll step up. And and for Ford, KBM could be an attractive piece for them. They don't have, I think DGR is the only real truck team they have right now. You know, uh, that runs up front, so that could be an attractive front row. Front, yeah, front row same DGR, thing, same yeah. thing. Um, you know, they they that could be an attractive piece also to get. You know, Thor Sport was there for a couple of years and and went back to Toyota, so that could play a part in it too. I, you know, essentially, I think I think Kyle stays obviously if they can get a deal done there. But, you know, Ford is going to be after this guy. Dude, do you think that Kyle Busch is willing to take a pay cut? No. That's the problem. Yeah. If Kyle Busch was willing to take half of his salary and say, all right, I'll go on half the money, I bet they could sign him today. But if he's wanting to make exactly what he's been making, 
that's a problem. Here's the other problem, TJ. I think they have three drivers and two cars. I think they have Christopher Bell, Kyle Busch, and Ty Gibbs, and they have two seats available because Denny's not going anywhere. Martin's got one year left. So what do you do? Somebody's out. One of them, one of them two's out if Ty Gibbs is coming. If Ty Gibbs is coming. Which he's coming. It sure looks like he's coming. He's coming. Next year? I don't know if it's next year, but he's coming. Yeah, that's probably. I I, I don't see. I just don't know why Kyle has to be such an asshole right here. Mm, I say the same thing about you sometimes. I I don't know why you have to just lack respect and professionalism and gratitude for a organization and a manufacturer that has afforded you the world for what seems like 10 years. Are you sounding surprised? I Kyle's great. I don't know what you guys are talking I, I about. I am surprised. I love Kyle's interviews. I love Kyle. I do too. But I on the on the business side, like, man, are you kidding me right now? Basically, what? Casey says you act like Kyle. That's fine. I don't I was if I had his money, I guess I could act like Kyle. Yeah, that's But you don't, and you still do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn, get up, Brett. You're not hurt that bad. Doorbumper Clear fans, we want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com automatically discounts every order in your cart, so you always get the best price. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest pre-order prices so you don't have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the industry. Fifth, RacingUSA.com has a wide selection of current season hats, apparel, diecast, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. You can find products that aren't available elsewhere, like the exclusive door bumper clear justin allgaier autograph die cast that sold out in less than two weeks racingusa.com is door bumper clear's choice for nascar merchandise and we want it to be yours as well whenever you need new gear shop racingusa.com where you're always somebody special When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If anybody sees a big guy streaking down Talladega Boulevard and all the alarm is just Freddy. Brett Griffin is a clown. Just had to call and say, uh, somebody called Denny a wambulance. Well, I never thought that my Kyle Larson would be on my bad side. His car's held together with duct tape and hope. Reaction feeder starts now. Someone needs to tell Kyle Bush that uh, if he wants to re-sign so badly with Joe Gibbs that maybe, just f***ing maybe, he shouldn't wreck a teammate coming off f***ing pit road. That's definitely a Bell fan. <laughs> yeah, big Bell fan. Like Casey. Look at that, David Reagan actually showing Cody Ware how to dump somebody from the rear like he tried to do it, Chase. Well, I classic 
I couldn't. I was like, wow, who was it that somebody read Cody Ware? And I was like, oh, it was I his watched teammate. this line up and I was like, okay, he's going to, because I think he was racing for the lucky dog, right? I think I Cody was I racing for the lucky dog. I'm sure he was. The 15, and he was actually doing, I mean, we the first time we were trying to get the lucky dog, I was telling Brad it was the 34, and then it turned into the 51, and he was literally about five cars behind us in the outside lane just hanging out there. I'm like, dude, we got we got to be paid. If we screw up here, we're going to lose a lucky dog to Cody Ware. So Cody was doing a good job of maintaining right there. He got shuffled. He got put three wide by somebody, and then uh, David Reagan comes along, and they try to tandem, and they just don't get lined up right. And, and David wrecked him. They tanned yeah, their ass off. They for about a hundred feet, and uh, <laughs> and I honestly, I mean, Cody, he was driving the heck out of it for about three hundred or three hundred yards after that because he was oh, swatting, he was, yeah. he was wheeling he was the hell on the out death wobble. He did have it going on, but I would be willing to to bet that the three of us combined, and I'll say the word combined, made more money yesterday than David Reagan made. So why the f- is David Reagan out there in that car? Like, at the end of the day, why would David Reagan say, man, I want to go drive for Rick Ware this weekend? We say that all the time on here. Like, what was, was that Biffle in the 44 yesterday? Oh, no. yeah. Like, was it? No, I have no, no idea. idea. Yes, I don't it, was. Yes, it yeah. was. Was it Biffle? He's running yeah. all year. He's the only one that's driven it. What the hell's he doing? Like, <laughs> I mean, why do good race car drivers get uh, well, in Biffle piles just, of I think Biffle's <laughs> just having fun. You know what I mean? It, he ain't having fun. I promise well, you that much. <laughs> that ain't fun. Fun. I mean, when he re- remember <laughs> Atlanta when he restarted up near the front and they went into. <laughs> I will say he was wheeling the hell of that thing in Atlanta though. And Greg it was, Biffle is fifty plus years old, dude. He was wheeling that thing in Greg Atlanta. Biffle is still one of the top fifteen drivers in that field. Why do that to yourself? And I love Greg I Biffle. Know, man. I, hopefully, he's having, I hope he's having fun. But he's we'll, not. But you, I, there's listen, no way I'm, he's I'm not going to talk for Would him. Would you be but, having fun spotting that car? Then how the hell is he having fun driving it? Hell no, I wouldn't be having fun. I mean, well, <laughs> honestly, though, if you're I'd be having fun. i got to get to the airport for a faster. <laughs> anyway, back to the question here. That, like, there was no so, question. Yeah, there was no question. Or the review. I don't think Cody did anything wrong right there. Do you? No. I mean, Cody's Poor going guy's straight. Getting pushed around again. The guy gets turned again, and every time now, now he's an idiot. Now his I teammates mean, bullying him. Yeah, geez. Guy can't even buy it. A hamburger and not get called an idiot. I wonder what his crew chief said to him this week. He didn't, David Reagan didn't have nothing for you, bud. <laughs> he just wrecked right, you. No, that's kind of funny. I mean, that, <laughs> that is kind of funny. But <laughs> Freddie, if you need, give me a call. I got. I know some sign language. We can work on getting you proficient in sign language because it seems like Bubba is deaf, doesn't know how to use his ears to listen when the car's in front. We can get you strapped in but side by side, and you can sign to him so he can hear his spotter, see his spotter, actually, now that you're going to be signing to him so he doesn't run over Logano. Don't be on the tracks when the train's coming. What were you telling him when that was happening? Uh, I said, tight, 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 keep pushing. I said, I walked down to Freddie. I said, hey, did you just wreck him? He said, yep. <laughs> what would you, you say at Fontana? Were you saying outside, still there, Ooh. outside? Out, out. Is that when we wrecked you? Yeah, I mean, damn, he doesn't listen, does he? Yeah, I know. He don't listen to me. <laughs> That's a known fact. You should try the opposite. Brady, did you wreck, wreck Kozlowski right there? Yep. <laughs> you should try the opposite, man. Like, they're not tight. Keep pushing. You know, not they're not tight. Don't put, you know yeah, what I mean? He's just not on to, him. Drive through him. Yeah, see if he, see if that works. <laughs> TJ's got good experience of driving through people. I would yeah. listen to every tip that he's got. He's good. I've never I've been, seen this guy run over anybody. I've, I've been a part of a couple of them. <laughs> How about Ross Chastain? Boy, I tell you what. 
I don't have to wonder why uh, Kevin Harvick Incorporated is out of business anymore. The last two guys he said couldn't drive in the Xfinity Series, uh, one Kyle Busch and the one Ross Chastain, are kicking his ass on a weekly basis at this point. Good job, Ross. When did the hell did he say Kyle Busch couldn't drive? It must that. have been like 2001. Yeah, yeah probably way back sometime. <laughs> probably when he wrecked that car every time he'd get in it, like his rookie year. When he was like 14 car. years old. Yeah, before oh, NASCAR made a rule change, he couldn't be 14 and run yeah. cup. <laughs> he was so young. And... <laughs> he spins it out. Even when no one is close to his car. He hits a wall But that's how every Sunday race starts He's 38 miles off the pace He ain't had a car finish a race Nobody cares Cody, where? Is that Jeb again? Yeah. Jeb's a good. Jeb, he's good, but Jeb is the best. I, I don't Poor Cody. Like, I mean, the guy he gets into a pissing match with a sports most popular driver last yeah, week, nah, and he's yeah, actually yeah. on the lead lap racing him at Bristol, which is an accomplishment yeah. if you're Cody Ware and you're racing Chase Elliott. Then he gets all the backlash of of that because obviously Chase Elliott has a rabid fan base, and they jumped on him. And I've then and then you get and you get Staldega, and you just kind of need to go out there and have a good day, and not not, not be in trouble. And the first freaking pit stop, you're out there doing donuts <laughs> like you want to race at the start of pit road. You wrecked, and then and then you got this whole like he just he just. He's got to do better. If you, you have can't not seen it. this Cody Ware meme that's out there right now, NASCAR memes tweeted it. We retweeted it from the Couch Racer account it. last night. It's just, it's the funniest thing you're ever going to see. It's I'll have to look. We're going to have to find it. Listen, I'll, I'll find it. I know exactly where it's at. A few years ago, a couple years ago, whatever it was, you know, we passed a guy for the lead clean, leading the race. Benny completely destroys us, and I still would have thought, oh, I did see that. <laughs> You would have thought we did something completely wrong when we just got destroyed. Like, well, you just shouldn't have been there. Okay, sorry. Like, there is no winning. Absolutely zero winning against this. Yeah. So just, and I, you know what? We started the year at the Coliseum, and he about passed you that one race, didn't he? Didn't he? He ran you down that one run in the last chance, you I thought. That wasn't in the last chance. Who did he, it wasn't you then. It was somebody else that he, it was AJ. Might have been AJ. He caught AJ and was starting to pass him and then got hit a little bit and fell back. But like, I don't think, I don't think Cody's been that bad this year. He's better. I, I, I agree. I think he's having the best year he's ever had. I, I do think, too. I think Rick Ware's the best they've ever been. Um, I think the problem is you're just having to overcome that, that previous reputation that you had and it's going to take yeah. time. Anytime you have one little thing, you get shoved, it's going to, it's going to yeah. snowball effect. Yeah. So don't do yourself any favors when your two cars wreck each other. Yeah, that's, that's not, not that's not ideal. That's definitely not. The only ideal. thing worse is when they do it for the Daytona 500 and you're Penske. That's the only that's the only way it'd be worse. <laughs> that was definitely not that ideal a, either. That was at least for the lead, not 47th. Yeah, that doesn't make it much easier. That's still a hard pill to swallow there <laughs> when you're you're racing for the Daytona 500 win and that happens. Yeah. Well, if you want to leave us an audio message, you know the drill. Go to anchor.fm slash clear and you'll see the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones on the show. Offer pad question of the week. What are your pet's favorite room 
or parts of your home where they spend the most time? TJ. My pet's favorite rooms are probably the living room and the bedroom because they have nice dog beds in both and they don't use them. So, and there's a reason because they use the couch and the bed. So I would say that's probably my, and we have two, um, basically 20 pound miniature golden doodles. So they, uh, they are very, um, people friendly. Ready. My dog's an idiot. Like, so he normally would lay on the couch with me all Worse day than long. Dogs? Uh, no, God, no, no. Doug's dog. I would have probably had to turn back in or something. He chewed up Doug's whole house. Like my goodness. Um, but, uh, so Megan now works from home joy. Um, uh, but so she's got an office upstairs. So the dog was like laying in the floor with on in the floor in there with her sometimes. So I was like, uh, I better get him a dog bed. So I buy him this nice big dog bed. He can lay in and I go up there and this stupid idiot's laying on the floor next to the dog bed. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? But his favorite spot is probably John has like the lazy boy set up at the computer and the Ottoman for that chair is in there and, and dog just lays in there and, hangs out with John all day long. Like if I ever can't find a dog, he's just in there with John hanging out. Speaking of John, can we tweet the picture tomorrow? Oh my God. John, I think we're going to make that the new couch racer. Uh, I think we got to just tweet the picture, John. So my dogs actually have two crates under the television. Um, and that's where they stay the most of the time. But occasionally for some reason, um, Rosie, which is my probably seven or eight pound cockapoodle or poodle do or whatever the <laughs> you call these hybrid breed dogs these days is it's part poodle and part cocker spaniel or, you would definitely have a dog that has that word. It's part it. something and something. And anyway, she likes to go under my sister's bed and she'll pee under there. Oh, and my no. sister will be like, come clean this piss up. This dog pissed under my bed. And that dog, I'm not lying to y'all, she pisses nonstop. It Took her to the doctor, to the, what you call them things, and veterinarians or something like that. Took her to that thing. It's like, hey, she won't quit pissing. And like, if you put water down, she won't quit drinking water. Like, you have to limit her water. Feel bad about that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if she's running around dehydrated. Then you're like, no, she ain't dehydrated. She's everywhere go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor offerpad.com my favorite moment of the show where we get to talk about our favorite xfinity x5 more than fast moments from the week whether you're behind the wheel or online speed isn't the only thing you need so brett what were your favorite more than fast moments of the week my xfinity x5 more than fast moment um, is probably going to be Jeffrey Earnhardt in that number three car, man. It was awesome to see the three back in the Xfinity series with an Earnhardt behind the wheel. So nostalgic. Larry Mack back on the box. Uh, really, really cool. So I got to give him my more than fast moments. I'm a little bit disappointed he wasn't at Big Al's last night because we've seen him at Big Al's a lot on Sundays after we'd land back from the cup races. But yeah, shout out to Jeffrey. Good for him. Ready. Uh, my more than fast moment's going to go to Ross Chastain for doing absolutely nothing and winning the race. Just, just hold the wheel straight, bud, and don't move. They're all going to give it to you right here. So my more than fast moment goes to good old Ross Chastain. Congratulations. He same did. car, same car, Coda and Daytona. Yeah. That's, that's ironic. Got a good front bumper. Talladega. So whatever. Talladega. <laughs> Got a great front bumper on it. Yeah. Um, you know, my, uh, my Xfinity, X5 more than fast moment is probably going to go to, I'm not going to use that guy in the sheet. I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> Noah Gregson. You know, Noah got out front and just would not be denied. So I'm going to go ahead and 
throw it to Noah here for uh, getting the win on Saturday. Hey, Jason Burdett, I know you're listening. That's Justin Algar's crew chief. Make sure Our we crew don't, chief. don't make sure we don't run out of gas at Dover this weekend. <laughs> We're gonna win the race. We're not gonna be out there running out of gas. Get it full. We like it fast here on Doorbell for Clear, but what we really like is being more than fast. Thankfully, there's always a ton of action on the track for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And you know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With all the speed for your devices, you also get reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. On the track, being more than fast means you've got the teamwork and strategy to win. With Xfinity x you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow our friends at Xfinity Racing by going to at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites, Casey. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. idiot time for the what an idiot segment freddie i think yours is pretty long let these other guys go first because i got 12 i mean i've only got one but go ahead well i got a bunch too i I really want to give it to whoever is running these racetracks that our cell phones still don't work because we got 100 i bet there's a hundred thousand people there yesterday that infield probably holds 25 or thirty thousand. phones don't work a lick like those people could be promoting your event but my my idiot of the week is hands down, without a doubt, Ty Gibbs. He is a complete idiot for the move he did down the backstretch at Talladega. And it may not be the move that, that he actually wrecked us. While he was wrecking us, he had his hand out the window flipping off Ryan Sieg. Like, why don't you keep your hands on the steering wheel, your eyes forward, and maybe we don't all wreck right there. Sometimes you have to be smart enough when Daniel Hemrick moved up in front of him off a of two to concede the move, to pick up the guy in front of you and actually push them and help the momentum of your line. That's how plate racing works a lot of times. And instead of that, he runs over us, hangs a right, and wrecks us. But while doing so, is flipping off Ryan Sieg, who, oh, by the way, Ryan Sieg owes you one, buddy. I mean, I'm impressed. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. He basically said, F you to not one person, but... At the same time. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I don't know, but I know that guy probably don't want to throw hands with him. Uh, I don't know. I think <laughs> I, I, Daniel might whoop Ty's ass pretty bad. Um, My what an idiot is, so the yellow comes out, and we don't get many chances to, you know, to go down and use the bathroom. And I get down there, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, what in the hell is going on, man? Like, what fan got up here? And is locked in the bathroom. Well, this idiot's in there. I had a four-tire stop I need to make, kid. He, and we're like lined <laughs> up out here. And Brett, in the middle of a caution, you... It, I was I, glad Freddie calls that wreck. Oh, my gosh. You know, and I mean, we all stood there. My eyeballs are floating. We're all there's, just... There's several bathrooms up there. Just go to know. You, I mean, damn. It says Brett's bathroom on the front door. You Holy didn't see that? cow. Uh, who number? Do you realize how hard it is with four radios on to go to the bathroom? <laughs> we don't okay, need to get into it. You're sitting down. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, when do you hook them on your belt? It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> two in my front pocket, two in my rear pocket. I'm stopping this image <laughs> right now. You started I, it. I, but yeah, I mean, I'm down there like, I'm about to explode here. And I'm like, who? I'm walking by pacing back and forth and finally i i had to go to another bathroom 
And, um, you know, we're getting about done. He's in there the complete the whole time. caution. Yeah. And here comes, I look back and who's the guy coming? Here comes Brett strolling back up there. And I think Freddie or somebody's like, yeah, he's the one that was in the bathroom. Like, damn, man. Felt good. I, I hope. So, all right. So my brain wasn't functioning very well this morning when I was doing my notes. So I, I took this. Which to time is Twitter. that? Like this morning, this, like this 1 a.m. or no, like Well, nine. it was not at 2.30 or so. It was not working that great either. Uh, but <laughs> at 8, when I got up to do my notes this morning, it was, it was working even less. Um, so I had some help. So Twitter and I got some text messages. The first couple come through text message. Um, Ryan Sieg for chopping Jeb Burton on the apron there and, and kind of wadding half the field up. See, that's funny because I want to give it to Jeb Burton for lifting. Yeah, Jeb should have just wrecked his ass and been done with it. It's the last lap. Why are you lifting? And yeah. then why are you crying about it on Twitter after? So you know he did the same thing So they're thing both idiots. He did week. the same thing to us, and we backed out as well. Ryan? Yeah, yeah. same thing. And one and two? Yeah. Um, next, Justin Grant cleaned out Chase McDermott in a uh, USAC midget race this week for the win. One idiot. Um, did he win? Yeah, he won. Damn near killed a kid to do it, but it's fine. Um Ford pitch strategy, idiot. Rick Ware cars wrecking each other, idiots. Um, Larson spotter stuffing Kurt in the fence, not good. Um, I mean, what if he didn't clear him? Uh, he did. Um, he Twitter, did Twitter says he did. He didn't. Twitter says he did. Well, I just got confirmation via text that the the uh, audio supports that he did. Was that three? Um, the dirt guy don't need spotters. Um, Michael McDowell on dirt. They don't need spotters on dirt. Michael McDowell for spinning out my DBC pick. Um, For you, Jason. (laughs) Dale uh, Dale would like to call Big Al's out as an idiot for not having their touch tunes attached to Wi-Fi. He's an idiot for playing Barry Manilow in a bar. Uh, He wanted to be Barry Manilow. But my two biggest idiots of the week have to go to one, the ARCA officials, because you have a race where, and you were spotting this race, so you know this, you can confirm it. Me and Brett were not spotting. We were watching from the Nutrient Ag suite. Brett will never spot it. Um, <laughs> they they call one to go at the line. They allow the leaders to choose their lane, and the leader, the two guys leading the race talk about doing the teammate restart, which is let the guy, you know, the guy in the top, take, the leader takes the top, he comes down in front of the guy in the bottom, and they get going. So after they all double up, they roll down to turn one and say, hey, by the way, uh, the next flag was going to end this race. And now the guy goes back. Rajah was leading. Lambert goes back to Derek Nealon, who was spotting for Daniel Dye, I believe it was. And he's like, hey, uh, are you still going to let us down? And they're like, nah, not now. Not, not that, well, I mean, the race might be over as soon as we go green. The next flag's going to end it. So if you're NASCAR or Arca in that situation, you have to give that leader the opportunity to change his mind if you're going to call that, make yeah. that call after you make these guys choose. Idiots. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> Who else? Oh, the biggest idiot of the week, and it worked out in his favor. Ross Chastain. What in the f- were you doing when we lapped you? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about I that. Mean, <laughs> you, we knew it was going to happen. He always does that. It's not the first time he's been in that situation. I mean, where, what were you thinking about? He like, was thinking, I have to get to Lucky Dog right now or my race is over, which is not true, but. His pro- race should have been over because we should have wrecked him. The problem is now he thinks that's okay to do. Oh, I mean, I've seen some bonehead moves. We saw the bonehead move at uh, Daytona or Atlanta was that where they split the, the front row car split lanes. I can't remember where it was. It was Atlanta. It was Atlanta. Yeah. And that I could live with that. It's not smart, but I could live with it. Ross just pulled up in the middle, the middle. of the pack. Like, hell, hey, guys, good luck. Go around me. Like, I was, yeah. Hoping for a caution. Yeah. Basically. I mean, oh, my God. What an idiot. He yeah. said after the race, he did it on purpose. 
But oh, I'm 100%. sure he did. I know he did. You but know, he, but. He, here's the thing. You're calling Ross an idiot, and he is admitted he is an idiot. He said he did it on purpose. Oh, he I, pulled it from the pack on purpose. He doesn't care. No. no he, he, doesn't, don't care. He, he don't care. I mean, there are drivers out there who truly care what other drivers think about them when they leave the racetrack. They're racing for their reputation. Ross doesn't care that you think he's an idiot. No. Ross doesn't care that he is hey, an idiot. And it worked. I don't I listen, I'm just pointing out the fact that that was the dumbest thing I've seen in a long time. And like you said, he, I, don't, he care. don't care. Listen though. He don't care. He don't care because he won the race and uh, and No, nothing, he didn't care before that. Yeah, I know, but like that that was kind of a gift. You know, that ending was a gift. I mean, you didn't even make a move. You I think he like, said that too. I think yeah, he said I, that. I know he understands that, but like that risk, that move that you pull in the middle is not worth that risk right there. In my opinion, you're going to just, uh, that's, if we do that again right now, that could probably, I mean, there's, who's to say they're not going to cause me. He wreck. knew before he did that, that it was a stupid move, but he didn't care. That's what my point is. He doesn't care. Like he's not out there to make friends. At some point you have to care about some of your decisions like that. What are they going to do to him? Take his win away? No, I, well, I mean, I'm minus gonna, the win. Gonna, Saying, gonna, no, even gonna, if you win or finish fifth or hundredth, it don't are matter. Are they going to wreck him somewhere for doing that? I just don't think you. I don't know. It's hard. I don't, whatever. I don't think he cares. He don't care. That's, he don't care. I, don't I noticed that yesterday when he turned right in front of the whole field. He doesn't <laughs> care. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie. The best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's leave a message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Oh, let's head into DBC picks. Jason, congratulations on your win at Talladega with Michael McDowell. Thank you. He now leads everyone with three wins over Kicking everybody's asses. Yep, Brett, TJ, and Freddie. And what about two you? Two wins, what and about I you, Casey? have one win. Oh. Let's make picks for Dover. Brett, you get to go first. Man, I really want to pick Kyle Busch, but I think he's in his own head right now. I'm. I'm. I. I, I want to go with Kyle. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go with Alex Bowman. Oh, damn. I will go with William Byron. TJ. Bowman backs into another win. (laughs) Yeah, so. Hack. You know, I don't know why. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it yet. Hang on. I want to go with. uh, Any, mini, mini, mo. Truex. That's a big pick. If I had him available, I would have picked him. That's that's my guy. He's good there. He's really good there. Ready? I'll go Cole Custer. You mother. <laughs> Are you going to add that to your notes? 
damn, Jason's into this game. You stole my. I stole your big Oslo. You <laughs> he stole mine. Cussed you and he turned red. Jason. Hey, Kyle he's, Larson. He's holy. Oh, oh, he just oh, said screw everybody. Good week to pick Cole Custer. He went big with pick number five, and he's got the best guy in the field. Uh, about that, you picked Kyle Larson twice. Why are you cheating? That is not what happened. He picked him twice, but then he changed before the race. We some uh, one fan. He got through all of us. He got to one fan on Twitter. So. I didn't do it intentionally. He didn't win, though. Oh, it Bristol was, Dirt? Yeah. I had Justin Haley. He wasn't going to win anyway, though. All right. Well, thank you, as always, to everyone for listening. Don't forget to get your Charlotte Ultimate Experience tickets. Don't forget to come see us at Dover yeah, on the front stretch. And cheer for All Guy on Saturday. It's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, if you're going the, to Darlington in a few weeks, too, there's going to be another DBC appearance pre-race there. So... We'll share some more details next week. I know that Dell Jr. hates concrete racetracks. I have always loved over, but the last few years, it has been a snooze fest. I pray that this car helps that. Hopefully. I pray that it does. Because if it if it doesn't run well there, we don't know what it's going to run like when we go back to real Bristol. Uh, I, I pray it's a good race. Because I love the Dover racetrack. I wish it was a 300 lapper instead of 400 lapper. Dover is a driver's track. And we used to watch guys come off the corner there. Carl, Jimmy, Biffle, all them guys would come off that corner sideways. Yeah. And it was a hell of a race. So I'm watching hoping. them drive it down in a one, it almost looks like they're, they're on a roller coaster. The way they go yeah. down that hill and get it to set, shoot that corner. Tony Stewart was one of the best at And even the guys center. that figured out the, uh, I mean, running up by the wall there, I just hope we have, you know, I hope the tires wear out so hope we can it rubbers have, up. I hope it rubbers up and the tires wear out. I, I know they're expecting high speeds because I was trying to convince a certain cup driver to meet me at Big Al's last night, and he declined because he was preparing himself for the simulator this morning and felt like he was going to have to be on his A game because the speeds are going to be so high. So maybe next time. Tyler. Center of the corner speeds are going to be crazy. Yeah, Wider yeah. tire than we've ever taken there. So, But I'm excited, man. Uh, Dover's, a, Dover's a fun town. Great racetrack. A lot of big race fans around there. The Monster. Jason's first time there? Uh, no, it was actually the first track I ever went to a race when I was like seven. Yeah. So I loved over. Was cool. it two years ago, three years ago? I know. Yeah, 2015. <laughs> <laughs> well, good news is Alex woke up from you? his nap, so I guess we can uh, proceed to, to end our show. Okay, good. Yeah, Alex looks worse than me, and I know what the hell I did last night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to OfferPad. Have a good week. We out. Thanks. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.